and welcome to episode 123 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I'm one of your hosts, Bob Fallon. And I'm the other host, Joel Fallon. And this week, we're going to flip things on their head. We usually talk about, well, well movies. Yeah. <laughs> Generally, at least our top fives are always the top, the best, the good of the, of the spectrum. Yeah, this week, we're going the other way. All philosophy. No, I'm just kidding. But. Bottom five. We're talking all kinds of worst movies. <laughs> Top five worst movies of all time. Uh, film club segment. The Room. You might have heard of it. Cult classic. I'd heard a lot about it. And it was finally time to crack <laughs> down. This was the perfect chance to do so and watch it. And our main review. Call it a hunch. Call it a premonition. <laughs> Taken three is our main review. So what's up? Uh, I don't even know what to say about this week, Bob. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's just talk about it. Right. Taken three is the third movie in the trilogy, the Taken series. Um, the first Taken came out, I believe, two thousand nine. I want to say or ten, uh, somewhere in there. Surprise hit, Liam Neeson. Breaking out as an action star, and uh, man, he really took that to heart because <laughs> all he's done ever since is mediocre to bad action movies. Uh, they had the sequel taken to last year, I believe, or the year before, and then the inevitable trilogy, <laughs> Taken 3, was released actually in 2015. Yeah, how did it didn't make my top five trilogies? No, just missed out on that uh, <laughs> opportunity. But what is your feeling on this series as a whole? I mean, every, it seems like everybody loves the first one. Yeah, I mean, I'd heard... I've seen bits and pieces of the first one, like on Spike or something like that. Or, you know, whatever channel shows kind of overly masculine movies. Spike, FX. Yeah. Um, but no, I haven't ever sat down and watched it. I'd heard decent things about the first one. And... Uh, but for the most part, I knew the series through kind of mockery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember specifically seeing this, uh, the first taken in theaters with my, I guess she was soon to be wife. <laughs> and um, she loved it. Everyone else loved it, raving about it. I thought it was good. I think I gave it like a seven or a seven and a half, though, because it felt like it was. Definitely, Liam Neeson was awesome in it, but an action was pretty decent, but I had some real problems, especially with his daughter, the one that was kidnapped. Yeah, um, really? Yeah, played by, I believe her name is Grace Kelly, something it's, like that. kind of familiar. <laughs> um, is it the was, same girl throughout the series? Yeah, okay. she was in Lost, and she's... She's got to be in at least in her early 20s. And she's playing like this 15-year-old. <laughs> and it's just so over-the-top bad acting of her trying to act like a little kid. Um, luckily, she's not in, wasn't in it that much. But just other things that that the, the sequels have only accentuated. The only thing I've heard about, too, is it's almost the same movie. But worse. <laughs> Way worse. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, so I like the first Taken, and then Taken 2 might talk about it later. <laughs> no, I, uh, I thought it was 
one of the worst movies I'd ever seen. Sure. Saw it on DVD off the good old red box. Uh, we didn't even review it, but oh man, that movie was terrible. It was basically trying to do the first movie you ever get, except sort someone like else. Ever too. I think, yeah, basically, like point for it, point. I think it was the wife that got kidnapped, and in that movie, he teams up with his daughter, and they're like, uh, they're literally throwing grenades and using it like sonar to track down where the fuck <laughs> in the city. Like it's 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 absurd. I thought it was horrendous, but so that's why coming into Taken Three, I'm like. We could do top five worst movies. Had, <laughs> I had a feeling that this would be bad, uh, and I thought it was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, for the cast, there's really no reason it should be as bad as it is. I mean, what's his name? Forrest Whitaker? Not horrible in the movie. I mean, his character isn't really fleshed out too well. Um, Liam Nielsen, he's okay. I mean, yeah. He's always the same. Yeah. And he's me and... I recognize his wife. I don't know what her name is, but... Uh, Famke Jensen from... Jean Grey from the X-Men movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, Liam Neeson is... I will find you. (laughs) I will kill you. (laughs) Yeah. I think he's a better bad guy. Or... What's he... Maybe one of the Bond films? Maybe in the middle? Kind of an anti-hero. I I know Qui-Gon Jinn. (laughs) It's just like, did you see the one on the airplane? <laughs> That's just this character on an airplane. Yeah. And this character doing it. It's like every movie. Um, this one, I felt like, yeah, you got Forrest Whitaker as like a detective hunting down. At least the premise is different. No one gets taken in this movie. Yeah. Which kind of makes it a different movie altogether. <laughs> but I guess it's the same character, so... Yeah, it's actually a lot like the Hangover series because that trail, the third one in that one, yeah, finally been, did something different. Yeah, and nobody really wanted it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you got Liam Neeson, and it's not really a spoiler because it's pretty early on. And second of all, who gives a shit? Yeah, Famke uh, <laughs> Jensen is murdered, and it's made out to look like he did it. Liam Neeson, uh, his ex-wife, uh, her current husband. Something fishy going on. Uh, basically, it's a game of cat and mouse. Liam Neeson's on the run, and Forrest Whitaker is the detective that's like trying to hunt him down, right? Would you yeah. Say that? And then there's also the side plot with the indistinguishable foreign uh, country <laughs> yeah. bad guys. I don't know if they ever say, but I'm guessing it's just basically from the first one and followed on from there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's basically it. Yeah. And And I guess the premise by itself, like, the story, not the script, because the script has got awful, (laughs) but the actual story is promising. Yeah, actually, it wasn't quite as bad as I thought it would be. The premise, like, I agree, the script is pretty hard. I, I did sort of enjoy the whole cat and mouse between, like, I just liked how Forrest Whitaker wasn't an idiot. Like, he, re- he kind of realizes early on that maybe he isn't the bad guy, but he's still got to play by the rules. Yeah. And they he knows his daughter's connected, 
I thought it was. It could have been a lot better. Yes, but. yes. It could have. There definitely were some possible complexities that they completely missed. Yeah. Because <laughs> nothing makes sense in this movie. No. Liam Neeson is. They have helicopters, roadblocks. They're like scavenging Earth, and he just pops up, payphone. <laughs> like, yeah. And where is he? He runs away in broad daylight. Oh my, in the running, he's obviously <laughs> an old man likely <laughs> jogging away, and they've got these, like, fit, young cops just sprinting, and he's somehow three steps ahead at all times. Yeah, but it's, he, run, he ran away in broad daylight, and then later on he pops up, he's at a paper, pops up, like, you can't, how is he just staying away from the cops? Yeah. And, it, yeah, when you're talking about him running, <laughs> I love it. This movie, to me... It was like a parody. Because <laughs> yeah. they would have him just a close... Like, when it's actually Liam Neeson, they'll have him in between all the action. Yeah. And, like, he's running like he's 100. And then all of a sudden, quick cut to obvious stuntman jumping <laughs> over a fence. You know? He's like, just all so these... slow compared to everything else in the movie. It's... Mind blowing. There's, I could definitely see this Iron Night Live skit where it's Liam Neeson lightly jogging, then like, quick cut to like like he's with his grayish hair, and then quick cut to like a guy with dark black hair, obvious like <laughs> athlete jumping over feds, going back. Oh my god, so bad, ridiculously bad. I mean, I'm sure all these movies have to deal with the fact that Liam Neeson. Is an old man and can't do his stunts. Yeah. And I've never seen any movie ever hide that fact so <laughs> poorly. They didn't even try. Unbelievable. I think they, when they made this movie, they're like, we're going to make every bit of our money in the opening weekend. It does not matter how this movie's going to do. Yeah. And the score as well was like so laughably bad. <laughs> I actually laughed out loud and I'm watching it with Sam and she's like, why are you laughing? Because it was just a transition, but the the cue, the score, like, was just like I don't know, like making fun of movies like this. It was so perfect, but it's being so serious. And then like, like the daughter and him realize the cops are watching and all this stuff. How does she not realize this giant pin GPS tracker <laughs> that's in her hoodie? Yeah, that's recording everything she's saying. Isn't there? Like, what the hell? <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Like, how would you not notice that's in your clothes? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and with technology these days, why is it that big? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Uh, how amazing was the bathroom scene? That I, <laughs> He's just hiding. Seminal bad point in this movie <laughs> where I was just like, all right, it's not getting any better. He is hiding in a college campus's girls bathroom <laughs> until his daughter gets there and he to get her there he had to poison her yeah. yogurt <laughs> I, I did not under and she somehow knew to chug it that was yeah that i understand the whole he was like you're very predictable schedule, yeah but how did she know to drink it she always says she saves it yeah. You know, like that doesn't make the any sense. The fourth one back. Like, <laughs> yeah, drink this now. Eyes <laughs> ever died. 
Um, and yeah, he poisons his daughter just to get her to have food, like I guess diarrhea or whatever. And he's yeah. like, all right, I got you here now. Sorry, you're going to have to <laughs> just go ahead and deal and with the rest of this. Pointless, yeah, it's a pointless <laughs> conversation. Yeah. Oh, my God. And how does he not get caught there either? Oh so God. stupid. And um, I really felt like, especially the beginning of this movie, felt like a television show. Like a Law and Order, an NCIS. Yeah. It has a cold open with the... Um, I can't... Like the... I guess the Czechoslovakian or the Russians, you know, yeah, it's them. Russian speaking type country, yeah. It's them putting a hit out on somebody, you know, basically. Yeah. And then it kicks into like this theme song almost. <laughs> like it's tracking the skyline of whatever city they're in, and it's like this theme song playing, and then credits and taken three. <laughs> like it was the opening of a television <laughs> show. Yeah. Just another entry in the Taken television show. It's oh my god! I I guess it kind of was ballsy to kill the to actually kill somebody finally. <laughs> There's so much threat of danger in these movies, but they actually did kill the ex-wife. I mean, I had no emotional uh, connection to that. Yeah. I- yeah, I've never seen anything where someone got killed and it didn't matter so much. Yeah. It's not that it didn't matter, but it was so... Nonchalant. Yeah. Hard to describe, but... And no offense, any police officer with half a brain could probably realize that he didn't do it. Yeah, and he knew he didn't, but he just keeps going after him I mean, hard he was at shit. the bagel shop and all that stuff, like... Cell phone text would have totally cleared him of wrongdoing. Yeah. <laughs> Simple misunderstanding. Uh, <laughs> but no, we're going to put helicopters and That, and what is with that throughout the movie, the whole bagel thing? Like, And or, how about this? He gets starting to get arrested. Why does he attack the cops? <laughs> He's clearly innocent. He could easily be able to prove it. Oh, shit. <laughs> he just not... Why does he take the gun? Yeah. Talk about a guilty conscience. Yeah. He's probably like, shit, did I do it? Um, and I guess the relationship between the the new husband, all that was so laughably bad, I thought. Yeah. Too. Oh, my God. <laughs> Please, stay away from my wife. What is with his voice? Like, he talks so weird. It's almost like he should have an accent, but he doesn't really have an accent. Just, I think that's Kenneth Branagh, and uh, like I've seen him in something. Else. He's British. I, I, I realize he does. So I, I think it's just a bad American accent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I just hate the daughter in all these movies. Actually, one of my favorite parts in the movie has her. Which part? The very end, where. All right. Let's face it. Nothing spoiled in this yeah. movie. Skip ahead you get to the classic. 60 seconds if you don't want this <laughs> yeah. movie spoiled. Yeah. I doubt anyone's skipping, though. At the end, you get to the classic kind of like Mexican standoff. The guy's got her at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. And he's got pointing the gun. And I do love that she just hits him right in the gut and gets shot. Like, the whole scene's over. Like, I was so happy. I was like, going into that, I was like, great. 
Yeah. We're going to have 10 minutes of them sitting there talking about whatever, and then, of course, the good guys are going to win. I, I did like how she was just like, Kuh! Yeah, I guess that wasn't terrible. I mean... I think by that point, I was just so over it. Oh, yeah. I was just... There's nothing to... It could have been the best ending in ever any movie ever, and it wouldn't have redeemed it. And, I mean, this is sad. The only other nice thing I have to say about this movie is Forrest Whitaker's rubber band. <laughs> Did you notice that throughout the whole movie? Yeah. Like, I just kept going, what the hell is with that rubber band he keeps playing with? At least Forrest Whitaker chewed some scenery. Yeah. I mean, he's like, it's good bagel. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's... He's, he kind of realizes what, uh, what he's in, I think. Yeah. And he kind of just goes for it. He's, like a Samuel Jackson type performance. I mean, I think he's the stronger point in the movie, performance-wise, but even he's starting to get played out to be that kind of character. Yeah. Yeah. Like the slightly off, but intelligent, good guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I would agree. All that said... Better than Taken 2, I thought. <laughs> uh, yeah. Talk about... Uh, I don't know. I've never seen a, a series... As much as I thought Taken was overrated, I thought they could have done... I don't think it needed a sequel, but I would never have guessed it'd be this bad. Yeah. It's surprising. I'd give this a 3 out of 10. Four and a half out of 10. Half five. <laughs> Damn. Four and a half out of five. It's a Classic. Classic. <laughs> like my brother classic family story they took my little brother to submission mission to mars actually yeah, yeah. uncle charlie just told me this is his least favorite movie of all time <laughs> and they came back and they're like brooks how was the movie it sucked give it a seven <laughs> <laughs> yeah classic rating scale <laughs> and then, you know some people like the so bad it's good movies um like, there's plenty of bad movie podcasts, like The Flophouse, How Did This Get Made, where they kind of are looking at the bad movies on purpose to try to find a good bad movie. Yeah. Like, it's so bad, it's good, which I think we'll be talking about in about two minutes. <laughs> but um, this definitely had moments of that. Like I said, with the terrible stuntman slash editing slash old man running, all that kind of stuff was kind of, at least... Until it wore, it wore itself out was kind of so yeah. bad it's good. But for the most part, it was just forgettable and boring. Yeah, I think the only thing that separates it from that level of bad is halfway decent actors and a storyline that could have been better. Could have been a lot better, but... I mean, not that it would have been amazing either way, but... If Martin Scorsese directed it, yeah. it would have been good. <laughs> At least would have had a good gunfight. Everyone would have probably died. <laughs> Yeah. That would have probably been the best way to wrap this series up. Yeah. Everyone does. <laughs> so steer clear. <laughs> but I do think this was the better movie to watch than Hot Tub Time Machine 2, which was probably just so mediocre and boring. Yeah. At least this had the, the bathroom scene. <laughs> now let's talk about a so bad it's good movie. The cult classic, The Room. Yeah. Uh, made, written, directed by, starring Tommy Wiseau. Um, Which one is that? Is he's that... the main guy, Gray Johnny. Oh, okay. So that I... makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, this movie. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Uh, what is it about? Is this about a guy who is a banker, a successful rich banker, that um, is engaged to this woman who is bored of him, falls in love with his best friend, and basically that's it. Yeah, and she's raging at work. Um, that, if he's such a successful banker, why was he like, didn't get the promotion? <laughs> that bastard promised me after. <laughs> Where is he from? I don't know, but this movie was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I I never believed in it's so bad it's good. Like I, I was talking about, usually, yeah, I'll. It's so bad it's good for about five minutes, then it's just bad. Yeah. For the most part. And I'm very over it. <laughs> or just moments will be like, oh my god, this is bad. But I've never seen the appeal in that. That's yeah. why I love podcasts, I love movie podcasts. I can never really get into bad movie podcasts. Except for the Flophouse, they're pretty good. But um, I, I get it now. <laughs> this is the one <laughs> that I can truly say this entire movie was captivating um, amazing in the worst way. I there's no doubt in my mind it's the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life, <laughs> from a technical standpoint. But oh this one's God. hard for me because I loved watching it. But man, it's the worst thing ever. I absolutely despised every second of it. You didn't get any enjoyment in Serbia. I mean, yeah. slightly, but like I said, I was watching it down in my room and. Like, my room's not really, like, completely cut off from my dad's and all, and I felt uncomfortable watching around my father, and I've been through it all with him, man. Like, I watched everything with him. Oh, my God. It was just so, like, the first sex scene. Fucking five. There's three five-minute sex scenes. <laughs> yeah, first off, it's five minutes long. <laughs> it's it's They're laughing at first, then there's this ridiculous moaning, and then they... Pan all the way down. He's still got his pants on. They're not even banging yet. I just was flabbergasted. He is like, where, where is, what is he banging? Her belly button is so <laughs> high up. <laughs> and then Denny comes running in. I just like to watch. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Just everything about it. It's like uh, if Borat was a real person. <laughs> And decided to make a, a movie. It was like an amateur softcore form, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like, oh, hey, Danny. I thought my first impression was this movie was made in the early 90s for Showtime <laughs> or something like that. Like, ran at 4 o'clock in the morning. Because nobody would watch it. Oh my god. And I was blown away that it was made in the past decade, right? Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> Johnny, holy crap. Like, you can't even make this up. Like, it's, um, if you want, I feel like I want to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like the I would have so much fun watching it. With someone that hasn't seen it. Yeah, I, I definitely got that. Like, if I was with someone right now, and I don't know, maybe drink a couple of beers or whatever, I'd be laughing yeah. so hard. It's like this guy. Like, it's like, like I said, Borat was a real person. He thinks this is amazing. <laughs> and basically, this movie is about 
how <laughs> how awesome he is, and how everyone else is out to get him and his terrible people, and turn on him for no reason, so he kills himself. <laughs> this is the most self conceited movie of all time. He's got this thick, long black hair and a suit that's three times the size of his body and sunglasses. He walks in the store with sunglasses on. <laughs> oh, didn't it's like he takes Superman it. or something, man? He lowers his sunglasses or puts them on his head. Oh, hey, Johnny! I didn't know it was you. <laughs> How could you not? I would oh. see that guy from four miles away. Hey, Denise! Hi, doggy! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And let's toss the football around. <laughs> They're just like. Two feet away, running back and forth, tossing it. Which is green screened for some reason. I mean... Oh my god. Wow. This movie is incredible. <laughs> Just his best friend is Mark, and uh, he's... This movie makes it look like he has no control over himself whatsoever. It's completely on the woman. Yeah. <laughs> it's her fault. 100% no questions asked. What are you doing to me? And, yeah. Like he couldn't say no or just walk away. And then I love how that towards the end Mark is like, she says to him, I think like, he's your best friend. No, I don't like him anymore. <laughs> then there's like plot parts. She mentioned she has breast cancer at one point. No, the mm. mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It's like, yeah, such a casual conversation. Uh, I don't know if I ever had breast cancer. Oh, mom, don't worry about it. And, and, <laughs> and it's like, uh, I can't talk to you anymore. <laughs> like, this is this person, this guy has no idea how life works. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, I gotta see it again. <laughs> oh, I know. I am in no rush to ever watch this movie again. <laughs> There's soundboards. <laughs> it's just the way the guy talks. Everything. His he's like stone face in his delivery. You know, no emotion. Yeah. It's like, and it it sounds like everything's eighty yard. Like recorded after the fact. I noticed that. <laughs> it's so like, much louder and it doesn't match. Johnny's completely throughout the whole movie. I think was completely eighty yard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so. And just his accent, his cadence, everything is hilarious. I couldn't believe... I don't know if this was the actual cover, but I, I had to watch this one on a website. And the cover thing they had was just a close-up of Johnny's face. And his <clears throat> eyes were in, like, two directions. And he's not a good-looking guy, no. by any means. No. But there's nudity. He's yeah. naked in it. <laughs> what about Denny? He's the adopted kid. <laughs> Johnny's paying his uh, uh, mortgage or rent until he can get a job. <laughs> He's hooked on drugs for out of nowhere and then completely forgotten about <laughs> Like to get an action scene. He's held at gunpoint. Yeah. And Johnny comes in and saves the day. <laughs> I don't know what the point of that kid was. Hey, I'm here to see Johnny. You look pretty today. Can I, can I get a kiss? Who says that? <laughs> I was just kidding. 
Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And the mom is like trying to convince um Le- is it Lisa? Was that her name? The girl, the mom. I can't remember. The mom was trying to convince the girl that no, it doesn't matter what you feel. He is successful. He is for you. He's perfect. Yeah, if you don't marry him now, it won't pay off for you in the long run. I've already imagined him as my son-in-law. So (laughs) yeah, so you're stuck. And then there's like a random couple just (laughs) starting to have sex (laughs) with a a chocolate chocolate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sensational. And then the sui- the suicide. Is he dead? <laughs> Is he dead? <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. I, uh, I, I give this movie a 1 out of 10. <laughs> but a 10 out of 10 at the same time. If, you, if that makes any sense. I gave it a 2 out of 10 because that's the amount of breasts I saw. <laughs> and that was the only I part. I love how even you could tell the direction was the after sex. Like, <laughs> don't pull it up over your over your breasts. Because <laughs> you can't pull the covers up to right underneath. You just yeah. know that creep is instructive. <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Oh God. Unbelievable. I don't know what to say. Yeah, watch it to believe it. Yeah, it's it really is. You gotta see it to believe it. Seriously, you'll either love it, hate it, or love to hate it, or hate to love it. <laughs> and you notice he was like dead serious making this movie. Like this is gonna be a classic. Yeah, he like, tries to play it off now since it's so popular as like a so bad it's good. He tries <laughs> to play it off like that was his intention. <laughs> yeah, for sure. like oh my god, the music is so <laughs> cheesy. <laughs> Again, like 70s porn or something. Yeah, but like amateur, because none of the people are good looking. These are clearly just people off the streets. Yeah, Yeah. totally. The girl, like, they make it seem like she's this sex pot goddess, but she's, I mean, she's like, not hideous, but she's like a average, frumpy, average. Yeah. uh, yeah. She's like a five and a half or a six. (laughs) Hey, we don't rate one. Uh, All right. But more like a... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And I think the guy, Mark, is played by Greg Sestero. And he wrote a book about all the, all like the, what it was like and all that behind the scenes. So I might have to buy that book. Yeah. It might be interesting. <laughs> Holy uh, crap. Yeah, like some of the shots. The camera work. Like the random pans <laughs> and scans. <laughs> like through the candles. <laughs> I could only imagine oh a cameraman that was probably like, God, I need a job. And then he's like doing all the right things, and then he's probably coming like, no, hitting the camera and moving it in weird directions. We need more pain. Oh, my God. He's like a mix between Borat and Arnold Schwarzenegger with his <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. I don't know. All right, all right. Let's move on to our top five worst movies of all time. Now, obviously... When you're talking worst movies, it's worst movies that we've seen. Yeah. All the way through, or, you know. Mostly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's a lot of bad movies out there. It, yeah. it was hard for me to come up with this list because it's like, this is like a best of all time where this <laughs> is, is easy because, you know, they stand out. But the bad movies, 
you forget about them, or you try to immediately. Yeah, I have not very good patience, so when I'm watching something that's bad, it's completely vetoed from my mind. <laughs> yeah, and I would say this list for me is <laughs> The Room presents my top five horse movies. I did not put The Room on there because... Yeah, I felt the same way. I got so much into it. <laughs> but it is the worst movie I've ever seen, and also... Shout out to Michael Bay, because none of his movies are going to be on my list. <laughs> um, not he Because his movies, none of them are good, except for maybe a couple are decent. But yeah. Armageddon, The Island. But he consistently makes really, really bad movies, but he, at least, he knows how to work a camera. Yeah, he... You know, he technically... He's proficient enough. He's not like the worst of the worst. He's not your the guy that makes all the video game movies. Uh, Ewe Bull. Ewe Bull, yeah. yeah. Paul W.S. Anderson or whatever. You know, he at least has a modicum of skill. Like if he was a cinematographer and not a director, he'd probably be great. Yeah. Except, uh, uh, you ever seen the scene from Transformers that's literally the same scene from another the movie you made? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> shot for shot. Except the robot. Yeah, yeah except shot. the transformer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, you, I cheated a little bit on this list. Did because you? there are so many bad movies. I kind of did it in types of bad movies. I have like I gotcha. a couple for each five through one. Like yeah, two for each. Uh, I've done that for some of my lists. I mean, like I used to watch Mystery Science Theater. And it's all about bad movies mm-hmm. and making fun of them. I only put one of those on my list. And then the rest of them, I tried to do movies you may have seen. And, I mean, there were so many bad movies back in the 70s and stuff. I haven't seen them all, but I don't know. I tried to go like, a realistic approach of horrible movies. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a lot of honorable mentions. Alright. Just to give you a heads up. So what's your number five? My number five, I'm going to go with Draft Day. Alright, movie I just watched a couple weeks ago. Uh, Yeah, it's really bad. It's really bad. Um, I hate Kevin Costner, so I respect that being on the stage. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just so unrealistic. It would never go down like that in the NFL. Um... The only part I did like was the person he did take number one, just because I liked him, because I thought his character yeah, was the yeah. best in the movie. Like we were saying when we were talking about it, yeah. the guy that's going to be Black Panther and was uh, Jackie great actor, Robinson. By the way. Yeah, but not yeah. a great movie. <laughs> I would agree. Like, and there's another thing with with worse movies. Like, I'm sure every movie you say, I will say, yeah, that's bad. It's, but it. Maybe I wouldn't say it's one of the worst ever, but I can understand how you could feel that way, you know? Yeah, and for me, how do you really rate Yeah, because a favorite? It's like trying to favoritize a bad movie. It's like once anything's like a, under a five or a four, it's kind of just like... Yeah. Just how much did it personally <laughs> insult you, basically? <laughs> yeah. Alright, my number five, I set aside for like... The extremely boring movie. Okay. <laughs> like, maybe it's not The Room as far as, like, 
the way it was made or anything, but it's just so boring that, you know, you can't even get into it in the slightest bit. And for me, that is the Darjeeling Limited, which is a Wes Anderson movie with Owen Wilson, I think, Luke Wilson, um, <laughs> Natalie Portman, I want to say. But, man, it's... And I don't, I'm not the biggest Wes Anderson movie. I've gotten into him more lately with uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Life Aquatic, um, Moonrise Kingdom, and whatever the newest one was, the, the Grand like Budapest the, um, Hotel. Was the one Firecracker? Bottle Rocket. Bottle Rocket. That was okay. Yeah. At best. But this one is definitely my least favorite of his, and I just didn't get it whatsoever. I... It's like a train. It starts off with a train ride, and may it might have been one of my first Wes Anderson movies I've seen, so I just was not prepared for that. Yeah. So it could be a movie. I know some people like it a lot, but hmm. maybe if I revisited it. And also in the same vein, The Like House. This is the Keanu Reeves, Sandra Bullock movie where like she gets letters from his ghost, and it's just oh, oh my yeah. god, so boring, and I thought ridiculously stupid, <laughs> but. Apparently, some people like it. <laughs> so, all right. My number four is Doom, as in the video game. Never saw all of it. That was one I only saw bits and pieces of. It's, I think it's close to the Rock. One of the Rock's first movies. It's definitely one of the first like actual attempts at a video game movie. He uses like first person, right? They do it for like. A scene and a half. Oh. Okay. And it's probably the best part of really? the movie. Because <laughs> other than that, it doesn't really follow the plot line of Doom. Not that it really even matters that much. It just all around pretty much sucks. <laughs> and... There's a lot of bad video game movies. Yeah. Alone in the Dark. Uh, uh, what's the Postal movies. Yeah, Mario Brothers, Street Fighter... Yeah, I, I don't know. I wouldn't put Mario Brothers on my like worst list. It's not a great movie. We saw it in movie theaters. The second Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Annihilation. Uh, do you remember that? We were young. We saw Super Mario Brothers in the yeah. theaters. Yep. And you know what we turned down? We could have seen Jurassic Park, the first <laughs> one, in theaters. And we're like, nope. Super Mario Brothers. I had already seen uh, Jurassic Park. You had already seen it at that point? Driving with uh, oh, that's, my dad and Pat. Ever. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. <laughs> was that when you used to live next to me then? I feel it? like it's, I can't remember. It's a long, 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 <laughs> it's long, a time, long ago. time ago. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, that's a good call. <laughs> what do you think they're going to do with Assassin's Creed? Because you got. They got a great actor attached, Michael Fassbender, one of my favorites. They've been saying they've been making it forever. Just... But he demanded to be this part. Like, it seems like he wants to will it into... That, and I don't think the people that make Assassin's Creed know what Assassin's Creed's about. That might be for the best, though. Because I feel like when people try to be too uh, authentic to, or, you know... Do you know, like, anything about the game? Like... I played the first one. Oh, okay. So but, you realize there's like two parts. Yeah. Yeah. They should absolutely 100% eliminate the future part. They would be fantastic historical games. And they 
absolutely ruin the games by taking you and out. It's it so stupid. It, it might translate a little bit better in film, don't get me wrong. but To stay close to a video game because it's a different medium entirely, you're resigning yourself to be a terrible movie if you try to stick, you know... Yeah. To the, there's a reason the stories are so simple in video games. It's because you want to save some room for when you're playing yeah. the game. So that's when the story comes. Uh, what... I guess we'll get to this top five list eventually one day, but what's your favorite video game movie? Um, Jeez. There is one that I like. Tip my tongue. Prince of Persia, I thought was... I mean, it's not... I've never actually seen that one. Not great, but it's solid. It's okay. Um, Yeah, I'd have to get back to you on that one. Maybe we'll definitely... I'm sure it'll pop up at some point down there. Yeah. All right. My number four is set for, let's see, this is the big blockbuster, summer blockbuster, terrible movie. <laughs> and I have two movies here as well, uh, 10,000 BC. Oh, this is okay. a Roland Emmerich movie. I think it's it's starring the guy that played uh, Cal Drogo. Uh, what is his name? He's going to be Aquaman. I don't know. I, I forget no his name for some reason, but man, that movie, I thought that movie was horrendous. Um, <laughs> nah, I can't remember much about it at all. I just remember, I was looking forward to it, because this is the guy that made Independence Day, oh, all geez. the disaster movies, you yeah. know, like uh, Day After Tomorrow, which is a guilty pleasure for me, but... That's not the worst movie. I thought it was extremely boring and terrible. And Battleship is the other oh big summer blockbuster type movie. Wow. Talk about the board game movie, for Christ's sake. Uh, <laughs> you got Rihanna in there. You got Transformers wannabe. Like, so bad. I mean, some the director is the same guy that made Friday Night Lights, Peter Berg. That's not And he made... Uh, the Mark Wahlberg uh, Lone Survivor. Okay. I think some people try to defend Battleship as like a parody of tra- of a Transformer movie. Yeah, right. I don't buy it. <laughs> uh, it's terrible. So, what's your number three? My number three, I'm going with... <clears throat> 2012. Roland Emmerich again. Yeah. Absolutely despise this movie. I hate that movie too. So much. My dad like kind of likes it too, and I'm just like, it's I cannot stand it. It's just it almost makes me mad talking about it. <laughs> just in time for San Andreas, <laughs> <laughs> the Rock's version. Just didn't. It's not getting horrible, horrible reviews. Fifty percent. Uh, yeah. I expected it to get worse. Kind of. Twenty twelve. It bought it. I don't know. Yeah, it kind of made me mad at the time. It's like. This is just like buying into the thing where the world's going to end. Yeah, and but not to mention, I was so played out and done with the 2000... I mean, the History Channel and Discovery Channel. Yeah. The only thing they played for like two years. Plus, I mean, some of the special effects are cool, but it's like two and a half hours long. It's just so ridiculous. How could, of course, one family can survive this whole thing? It's just... Uh, and what's... Uh, Something I, to do with the like, main character. A volcano. The actor. Nicholas Cage. Wasn't it? No, not Nicholas Cage. It's, uh. Nicholas Cage wasn't the star of that? I don't think so. Let me see. It's, uh. 
I'll look it up. But um, yeah. I, I, I could have sold my... John Cusack. Yes. The other Nicolas Cage. Yeah. That's why <laughs> I was thinking it. I'm not a fan of his. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a good actor. <laughs> That's for sure. My number three is the Christian movie saga. <laughs> Just these movies that are... Look, I have no problem against religion. But a lot of these movies are just completely preachy. Don't, you know. Yeah. There's something (laughs) fake about it. Like, I don't know. It's like they put aside quality of a movie. I feel like you can make a Christian movie. And make it good, you know. Yeah. You can have your values I mean, and support your values and have these stories, but make them well made. Yeah, exactly. Movies, I mean, you know? the Bible has interesting stories, regardless of what you feel. But, but these aren't, I'm it. not even talking but, about the Bible. I'm talking about, like, Fireproof, which is about a fireman who's having marital issues. Uh, okay, and then, I got you. And then my other one was Heaven is for Real, which oh, is, God. like, yeah. Uh, but even, like, I wouldn't. I don't have a problem problem with them, but just when I watch them, I just roll my eyes a lot. <laughs> but, but they're just so poorly made. Like I'm talking just from a technical level, yeah. Even, like direction, script. Yeah, just put acting. some effort into it. If, <laughs> if it really, if your message means that much to you, put some money behind it. Get it, yeah, well made. When they least. get criticism, they the only thing they generally say is. Oh, well, this because is my faith. This yeah. is what I believe. Well, yeah. you know, you can have that. That's hey, there's nothing wrong with that. That's yeah. you're right and good on you. But but it doesn't make your movie good. Yeah, that's not a defense for a quality <laughs> of movie. Anyway, I don't want to get too much yeah. more than that. But that's my number three. What's your number two? My number two is going to be this is one I saw from Mystery Science Theory. Gorgo. It's a Godzilla knockoff with horrendous yeah it's been a very long time since I watched it probably elementary school but I remember it just stuck with me I always like used that word I don't know it was so bad I remember I was laughing so hard throughout it so bad it's good yeah Uh (laughs) Uh, but like I said a little bit foggy on it I can't even tell you what the premise is it's just a Godzilla knockoff like an American Godzilla Knockoff. So my number two is a tie between the Man with the Iron Fists and Forty Seven Ronin. <laughs> this is the I guess uh, ninja section of my list. Um, both of these movies horrendous, terrible special effects. But really, it's the Man with the Iron Fist is definitely worse. Directed by Riza. Yeah. Um, with Russell Crowe. Have you seen it? I haven't. I was on Netflix. I was actually trying to watch it just because of bored, and they only have the sequel, and I could only imagine the sequel is horrendous. I, it's, it's so bad. I don't. I don't really have much to say about this one other than I was shocked. I was like, I thought it would be a fun. At least I didn't think it'd be good, but I thought it'd have like cool fight scenes. Yeah, whatever. that's what I was thinking. Just awful. <laughs> I, that and the RZA isn't the worst actor in the world. 
I mean, I don't know about this movie, but like he's in Californication. Oh, okay. Some other things. He's he's not a good actor. He's not going to win an Academy yeah. Award. Don't get me wrong, but. And Forty Seven Ronin is we reviewed it. It's probably the worst movie we've reviewed to date. So. Wow. What's your worst movie of all time? Number one. Uh, it's kind of a collection of movies. It's any movie Uwe Boll has ever made. The postal movies. You've actually watched them? I watched the first postal movie. And I believe Worse than the room? One. Huh? Worse than the room? Yeah. Really? Not, but not, like, enjoyable. Like, agonizing. <laughs> I want to stab my eyes out bad. Well, okay. Because he really does think he's a good director. <laughs> But I think now he's like, you know, he's so well known for making bad movies that nobody will give him their franchises and he kind of plays it off like he does it on purpose. Yeah. I forget what other game movies he's made. You really shouldn't bother. Gary Coleman is in it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. All I right. think he's in the game, though. Gary Coleman. Yeah. If, uh, I don't know. It's a strange cult classic kind of game. I don't, I've never played it myself, but... What's your number one? Well, it's basically all these scary movie five, date movie. Um, what's the one? Spart Meet the Spartans. Yeah. All these, but I didn't see a lot of them. So, scary movie five and date movie are my not tied for number one. These parody slash. Yeah, I movies. thought myself about putting them on my list myself, but. Like you said, I haven't really watched any of them. Yeah. I hate this stuff. It's just lowest common denominator. So stupid. Not enjoyable. Not in a good, bad way. It's it takes no game. talent whatsoever to just... And I don't understand when people find it funny. Yeah. I don't like, what was it? The 41-year-old 40, version who... Blah, 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 was, yeah. Was super bad and knocked up with the... Like... All like it is, hungry is games. they're just re reshooting a scene except putting like fart jokes and just yeah. stupid shit in there. It's uh, yeah, we reviewed Scary Movie 5 actually, so that is probably <laughs> the worst movie we reviewed to date. I, I forgot about that. Um, man, and it sucks because there are good spoof movies, or there were in the past, like Airplane, yeah, and um, Naked Gun. Baseballs? Spaceballs, yeah. yeah. I mean, but nowadays it's just the hungry games. and Yeah. God, that, that's going to bring us all down. <laughs> <laughs> Any honorable mentions? Yeah, Wolverine. Sorry. Really? I, I know you love X-Men, but... Which one, though? Whatever they're ever the first Wolverine. Oh, movie. X-Men Origins Wolverine? Yeah. Yeah, I agree that's really bad. It's... Uh, I was really, really disappointed with that movie. I thought the newest one was actually... I haven't good. seen the newest one. It's pretty good. But, uh, and the other honorable mention, I kind of had a little bit of a guilty pleasure for this movie, but it's essentially about nothing and almost three hours long. Babylon AD. Okay. Finn Diesel. Special effects are amazing, but the movie's about nothing. Okay. <laughs> um, honorable mentions for me, we got the... I don't know. What would you call it? The uh, dishonorable mentions. Actually. Oh yeah, dishonorable mentions. But the white chicks, little man. 
the what are those Wayans brothers the Wayans type brothers. movies? And then you got your Eddie Murphy's Meet Dave Norbit. Doctor Doolittle, uh, not the first. The first, one. first one's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say the first <laughs> one's decent. All whatever else they did yeah. after it. Yeah, you know all those kind of movies. You got the superhero genre: Catwoman and Elektra, horrendous. Yeah, Winter's Tale, a movie I just watched this year, which was ridiculous. Oh, Batman and Robin. I should have put that one on there. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Taken to Wild Hogs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Valentine's Day slash New Year's Eve, that whole get up where it's just like 50 celebrities slash actors cram them into a movie with a bunch of different stories. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, R.I.P.D., a movie we reviewed on this podcast. Twilight, the oh, Twilight God. movies, the Saw movies, at least three through six or seven <laughs> or whatever, you know, the later ones, and Fear.com. There's a Any lot of, horror movie that has anything to do with a computer can... I don't know. There's a lot of bad horror movies. <laughs> Alright. What else did you watch this week? Anything good? <laughs> um, honestly, I've been mostly... I watched a couple of movies. They were rewatches. I can't really think off the top of my head. I've been Game of Thrones in and out. Nice. No, well, let's talk about the newest episode. Alright. Uh, spoiler alert, obviously, for this episode. Give us two minutes. Two, three minutes. Alright. People are loving this episode. What do you think? Um, People are saying best episode of the season. I'm not sh- Some of the things that happen are the coolest things that happen this, se- this season. But I don't Agreed. know the best episode. I thought I was on an island. Because... <laughs> I heard nothing but praise, and I'm like, I thought there were great moments. I did not think it was a very good episode. It makes me feel good about these next three episodes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But... I can see cool stuff happening, but... Like, Tyrion and Danny finally... Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. That's an amazing part, her, them meeting... But at the same time, it makes no sense. Because she had no reason to be at this little thing that was just contrived to have her meet Tyrion. Yeah. And this is the kind of stuff that didn't happen when they were going off of the books. Yeah. I have no problem with them not going with the books, but at least it is just, it's so contrived now, the way they're forcing things together. Like with Littlefinger, um, all that just feels like... It's forced because, oh, we want to get here, so what's the only way we can do it? Uh, okay. Yeah, but they, they also have to go off a little bit. They only have so much time. Oh, so I So they got to keep their good characters. I get it. But right. it's like, it just feels... Does, in the books, does he get the stone thing, Jorah? No. There's yeah. a completely different character. Yeah, I, I kind of thought that. But, like, what I'm saying is, like, it seems like because there want it to only be seven seasons, no matter what, and, you know, instead of developing this story, they know where they want to end. And they know where they are now. They have to just find the fastest way to get to the end and meet in the middle. It's, you yeah. know what I mean? So, I, I really think they're selling themselves short with 10 episodes. That too. I mean, well, I understand from budgetary reasons. Well, I, I think they should do at least, like, like Sons of Anarchy started doing this, where they had either one episode or a few episodes at the end that were 
15 minutes, half hour. They even had a couple that were two hours long. I think they would help a lot from that. Or just doing 12. And just, like, let's face it, we'll have two really fillery episodes, but at least they'll tie things up and they won't have to rush through quite as much. But The Cersei scene at the end I thought was the best part. That was the best scene for me. Yeah, I've already... I don't like the whole high sparrow thing. I just like to see Cersei finally get oh, yeah, her come up. It's you know, nice after five seasons. It's <clears throat> nice to see the bad people get what's coming to them eventually yeah. in the show. But I would have loved to see more of Valyria, though. Like when they were going through that, yeah, it's kind of a shame. That was awesome. Yeah. Um. What did you say? Yeah. What about Ramsay? He's not. <laughs> Oh, he, Theon, you thought he was going to help out Sansa? Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Which, actually, I'm glad he didn't, because that would have been too convenient. Yeah, absolutely. Right away to snap out of it like that. So, like, I thought, it's as disturbing as it was with the bruises all over Sansa, and the you could just imagine how she got them. That's pretty terrible. But yeah. it was well done. I, you know. I'm, I wasn't so outraged like some people were about. Well, I wasn't. I did, it's just... I don't like to see a, why does it matter if one person people are just mad because of who she is I do agree with I that. mean they've done much worse things in but this I, show I can also I don't under, I mean I'm not outraged but I can understand where book readers are coming from because yeah. or even anyone because there's no reason that she had to go through that again she's already been through Joffrey living with Joffrey she's that's she's supposed to be on a different path now. Now it's like, eh, because the scene was in the books with a different character, and we want to see it. We'll make it be Sansa. It just there's no real reason for that to happen. Yeah. But is it? And in general, it doesn't outrage me. Or I think it's just going to be a plot element to whenever something good happens in Winterfell, it's just going to make it that much yes like they got what's coming to them I don't know I'm not a book reader it's just my yeah. prediction plus who knows what the hell she's doing <clears throat> but I just felt like that was already there because she knows say, that there's people killed her brother and mom it's almost like beating a dead horse after a certain point there's no more effect yeah um Stannis has actually become one of my favorite characters he's awesome yeah yeah and actually, looking back, like I said, I watched Blackwater when I came over here. He, he's always been a fairly decent character. He's just been quiet. Yeah, yeah. But I'm still enjoying the season, but it's probably my least favorite so far. Yeah, it's kind of weak. Still three episodes to go. I'm sure there'll be some big stuff. Yeah. So uh, what? A, it's eight or nine. That's the big one. Usually. Usually it's nine. Nine. Yeah. I have a feeling. I don't know. I feel like they're gonna have. Stuff to make all three eventful if they want to. Like, I was thinking about it. Like, if you had to recommend, like, say you knew someone that just doesn't get into shows like that, like, commit and watch through. What I would say to someone is watch episode nine of every season. For the well, then you part. have no contact. Well, obviously, but if you're trying to get someone into something. I feel like the first episode. Or at least watch, like, the last two episodes of every season or something like that. I feel but, like the first episode is so good. If that doesn't hook somebody, then... The first episode ever? Yeah. Okay, I think the pilot's really, really good. And should be a good hook, because 
it ends with Bran getting pushed out of the window. Yeah. After he sees Jamie and Cersei having sex, so... Uh, you're the, not hooked. I feel like if you're not hooked by the first episode, then don't bother. I would just but. love to see uh, Ned Stark, or not, not even Rise necessarily. I would just like to see those characters again, in some way, shape, or form. Uh, Baratheon, Robert Baratheon. Yeah, I would love to see him just yeah. in a flashback. Like first maybe season here. was really good. They didn't have the budget that they do now, but yeah, it was good. They they worked with what they had. I would just like to see like maybe a flashback where uh, he hears Rhaegar whisper whatever name that was. They haven't ever revealed it. They might. You never so, know. They had a flashback with Cersei this year. So. Yeah, I I heard earlier in the season that who's uh, whoever the Stark girl that got killed, Ned's sister, that she was yeah. cast. Really? Yeah. Hmm. They haven't ever confirmed that, but they even had a idea who it would be. So, who knows? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm still enjoying the show. Like, I feel like I sound like I'm down on it, but I still like it. Yeah. What I have to explain to people is it's on its own scale. It's yeah, on the Game exactly. of Thrones scale. It's... it's th- I'd still rather... Like, it's still the show I look forward to watching every week. You yeah. Know? So, when I say... I, oh, enough of that. Being a, I'm beating a dead horse myself. Exactly. Um, all right, I watched Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore both over the holiday weekend. Oh, nice. They still hold up. Yeah. I mean, I hate Adam Sandler now, but... And maybe it's just nostalgic reasons, but I feel like the juvenile humor back... In those movies, it works for me. Yeah. For the most part. I, I mean, think, actually, I used to like uh, Billy Madison a lot more, but I think Happy Gilmore is actually the more solid movie. Probably. Yeah. All around. Yeah, I, w- I probably would agree with that, but I have more some nostalgia for Billy Madison. Yeah, I feel the same <laughs> way. I even like uh, Big Daddy, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I mean, again, nostalgia, though. Yeah. I don't know if it holds up on its own. Haven't seen that one in a while. <laughs> Let's see. I watched I Give It a Year. It's a like a romantic comedy. A British romantic comedy that is a little raunchier than I expected it to be. Um, but still, it's just like a mediocre romantic comedy. Not really much to say about it. I'd heard a couple decent things, but I laughed a few times. But for the most part, I was pretty bored by it. <laughs> I give it like, uh, I don't know, light six out of ten. Nothing apparently wrong with it, but... But, yeah, it doesn't... I wouldn't recommend it. And I watched the first episode of the new Netflix show, Between. Oh, okay. Which is a... For the first time, they're doing a little... uh, I think it's six episodes, but one a week. Oh, yeah. They're going old school. Instead of doing their usual drop it all and binge. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. No, I think it's cool, you know. I feel like they could pick and choose. if Maybe they can play around with it if they could do three episodes a week for some show. Yeah, I would definitely like to see a show that drops like four episodes. Give you like a month or three weeks or something like that. Drop another three or four episodes. I feel like, oh, I guess because it was seasons, but Peaky Blinders, they kind of did like that. They had season one and then season two they released a month later. Oh, really? Yeah. I called it all. After the you thing, did. So. You liked it. Oh yeah! Actually, I really enjoyed it. I've been um, scared to try it, but 
Speaking of Assassin's Creed, the new Assassin's Creed's in the same period of time in London. I think they definitely are taking a lot really? of points from this show. <laughs> but yeah, between it's a, it's like a, it feels like an MTV show, yeah. not a reality show. But you know how they have their scripted like a Team yeah. Wolf or whatever. It feels like has that kind of vibe to it. It's like this town where <clears throat> anyone twenty one or under. Oh shit! <laughs> I messed it up. <laughs> the town where this virus <clears throat> spreads throughout killing everybody and they get like sectioned off by the I guess SWAT or yeah, whatever the, the government powers that be yeah and they're all stuck in but this virus is ravaging through killing everybody that's n- except for the people that are 21 or under oh so it's like uh cooties but reversed yeah I guess so <laughs> except it's not like it's just all of a sudden they're like, oh Dead. Blood comes out of mouth dead. It's like instant. It's not a virus like you get sick and share symptoms. It's just at some point you die. Jeez. Um, that yeah. sounds like so it could be interesting kind of <clears throat> It kind of works. Does it? Yeah. I mean, interesting premise. The only problem is, and the story itself isn't that bad. The acting is not good, though, unfortunately. Uh, and it feels so rushed. Like, the first episode, it just, there's not much time to develop these characters or any of the plot or the story or anything. It's just like, it's moving so quick that I don't care what's happening as much, you know? Yeah. And there's no time to let it sink in. It's like jumping days ahead in, in the instant. Like, there's this high school girl who's pregnant and by the end of the first episode she's delivering the baby it's just uh so like their time periods are not really yeah something is off about it and i feel like hearing that it's only six episodes why not just make it a normal 12 or 13 episode season and really develop the idea i don't know yeah i'll probably since it but since it is only five more episodes i probably will watch them Unless I forget about it. <laughs> Maybe this would have been better if it was bingeable, but uh, it was eh. It was just meh. Meh. All right. Well, Netflix can't win them all, I guess. Hey, they got a lot of shit coming out that's original, and I, I love it. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> I've heard Scrotal Recall is actually pretty good. Yeah, I've seen it. I haven't, I haven't actually watched it. Yeah. Really. I heard that's actually pretty good from everyone that can get past the name of the show. They <laughs> seem to enjoy it. Alright, let's move on to the news. Chris Pine will be playing Wonder Woman's love interest, Steve Trevor, in the upcoming Wonder Woman movie. Interesting. Does she have a love interest in the <clears throat> I never read Wonder Woman or yeah. DC, really, so... Women. <laughs> uh, I just assume Superman. Because she's yeah, the exactly. female equivalent of him. <laughs> I like Chris Pine, though. I mean, I feel like he should be playing a superhero. But, um, I don't know. He's a charismatic guy on the screen. I'm sure he'll do fine. Yeah. Did you ever see the movie Goon with Sean William yeah. Scott? It's surprisingly yeah. pretty good, right? Yeah. It's okay. There's a sequel coming, and uh, Sean William Scott is back as Goon 2. And it's being directed by Jay Baruchel, the guy... That was his like little buddy 
the guy that uh, was uh, yeah, knocked yeah. up in all those movies. Some girl skinny uh, Canadian used to always kid. say I looked like him. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, he's directing it. I, I don't know if it's his directorial debut, but he is behind the camera. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I actually did surprisingly really like that movie, but... Yeah, I don't know if it deserves a sequel or not, but... I, I love the... Uh, I don't know. I actually, I really like the actor. I don't know what his name is, but... Played Sabretooth? Yeah. I thought his character was awesome in it. Yeah, that was pretty good. I didn't love it, but I'd probably watch a sequel. Okay, I'll check it out. Last bit of news is... Robert Rodriguez is making a live-action Johnny Quest movie. Did you ever watch Johnny Quest? Cartoon yeah, Network? actually. Show? I even watched the old Johnny Quest. Yeah. It's, uh... I don't know. Yeah. You can go a lot of different anymore. directions with that. It was more of like a live-action-y type cartoon. Yeah. Honestly. Like, you could almost be like James Bondy with that. Yeah. Where you could continue it indefinitely with different people and stuff. He did make the Spy Kids movies. So maybe it is a good fit. Hmm. I don't know. Johnny Quest. I just remember always turning that show off when it was on. (laughs) It was just, I didn't like the animation style or something. Yeah. It was a little too, I don't know. I, it was one of those shows that I think I initially enjoyed it. And then, I don't know, you always saw the same episode. Like It seemed like the same episode always came on. Especially the newer one. There's an episode where they run into someone in the middle of the woods in, like, New Jersey that's been, thinks the Revolutionary War is still going on. Yeah, all those newer versions of these shows bring the supernatural into it. And I think that's why I liked the older one. Yeah. Because they all were, like, like Scooby-Doo, real people. I always remember loving the theme song. And I would, like, watch the theme song. But then after five minutes, when the actual show started, I would turn it off. But I understand what you mean about, like, the animation. Yeah. It's like uh, the old Birdman. Or, yeah, yeah. It's kind of spotty. It's like the Flintstones where the background keeps repeating itself. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, it's time for Prejudgment Day. We watched some trailers. Um, first, let's go with the short one. All right. Very Murray Christmas. <laughs> Speaking, <laughs> speaking of Netflix, uh, <laughs> I uh, I didn't know it was going to be a twenty second commercial. So Bill Murray wearing wears antlers. a reindeer antlers and turns around. But and honestly, that is enough to get me to watch because I love Bill Murray. Really <laughs> but uh, I had to read the synopsis. Basically, it's like a. A play on those old time variety shows, apparently, with he's waiting for a part. His he's throwing a party to watch or be on a TV show, and there's a snowstorm in New York that's holding people up. Look like a ton of great guest stars: <laughs> Chris Rock, Michael Sarah, George Clooney. So I don't know what it is, but I'll probably watch it. Bill Murray, I'm in. Yeah, why not? Next up is Pawn Sacrifice. This is a story of Bobby Fischer, and I think Bobby Fischer is played by Toby Maguire. Yeah. And basically, it's it's the story of Bobby Fischer. Yeah. Um, Chess master. Yeah. 
What did you think? Um, Made it look like a it, thriller. It actually movie. did look interesting. I would probably watch it. Got more into the psychological elements yeah. of Bobby Fisher. Oh, yeah. That's the part we left out. Chessmaster, anti-Semite. Well, <laughs> <laughs> see? All around crazy. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. I didn't know that. He is a nut. Oh, dude. man. Mel Gibson? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, crap. Uh, but it, it did look, I mean, it's about chess. Yeah. So... It, it looked pretty exciting, actually, it's like for being about that. The real version of Searching for Bobby Fischer. Yeah. Did you ever see that movie? No. <laughs> oh, really? I've heard of it. Like a I kids' think. movie, where he's like wants to be the next Bobby Fischer, and yeah, it's pretty decent. Hmm. Um, and the last one, well, yeah, Paul and Sanders. I thought it looked decent. Give it a shot. Yeah, I would. Tom McGuire. I don't know how good of an actor he is. Yeah, um, seems like to do this go to the same things every time. Like the way he yells, like when he's going crazy or upset. It's like he even did that in Spider Man at certain points. So. I did. I I love in Great Gatsby, but like I said, I got a soft spot for him. Maybe I love it. But. It's more like he's a guy that when he's cast in the right <clears throat> role could do good. But I don't know if he's yeah. like a versatile actor. He's not a lead. I feel like. Better as a supporting, for sure. Yeah. But our last trailer we watched was the Point Break remake. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I really liked the first one. Love the first one. It's a classic. Yeah. Uh, Keanu Reeves and... Wow, it's Kurt Russell? No, it's the guy that died from cancer, from Dirty Dancing. Patrick Swayze. I always use those two mixed Yeah, up. they kind of are similar. Yeah. Yeah, Patrick Swayze and, and Keanu has to go... Undercover with these surfers slash skateboarders, basically. Uh, yeah. That are robbing banks and causing mischief. And uh, it's great. <laughs> it's really, really good. Totally recommend it. Uh, Bodie, is that his name? Yeah. And it's Bodie in this one. But instead of just being a surfer, they're extreme <laughs> athletes or whatever. <laughs> it's so extreme. It's There's so many like classic scenes from the first point break that they could have... Taken like the um, is it like they're in the Ronald Reagan masks and or I guess president, yeah, president Richard Nixon, yeah, and And they didn't do that, but this ah, man, yeah, so they're like jumping out of planes with their suits and (laughs) their snowboard and their motorcycle ride and they're doing every possible extreme and then they have some random cuts to them surfing which doesn't seem to be relevant to the yeah. story at all yeah um so I have to say some of the shots look beautiful it it looks like a cool action movie but point break why why do they have to call it, why don't they just call it something else yeah I mean just ch- yeah change the characters names just have it be a different undercover movie like I don't know you, it's, you ever heard of a spiritual successor? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I'm always going to compare it in the back of my mind to this movie that I have nostalgic love for. It's never going to compare. It's never going to hold up to it, even, no. if, even if it is good. Which, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a movie that has cool set pieces, maybe, but just isn't yeah. a great movie. The trailer worries me because the trailer is cool. Like, but I feel like it's one of those trailers that has every good part. Yeah, a piece of every good part of the movie, and it looks like it even has the end of the movie 
at the end of the trailer. Yeah, let's hope that's like misleading or something. I hope to God it is. <laughs> Watch well, it be a dream sequence or something. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I uh, I hope it's decent. You know, look yeah. cool. <sighs> All right. Well, here's the depressing part. In theaters this past weekend, Tomorrowland came out. Ooh. Hundred ninety million dollar budget made. Thirty-three million. Oh, it made forty million over Memorial Day weekend, like forty-four or something. But still, come on. I I didn't think it would do super well, but I thought it would. Do it's better the than weakest that. first place movie over Memorial Day weekend in a long time. Ooh. Yeah. What are the reviews for it? Like fifty percent. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> hopefully, I can break even on this one. <laughs> I, I honestly feel like. I'm already done because Avengers still crushing it. Mad yeah. Max doing pretty good. Yeah, and all your movies have the good reviews, like early reviews for Spy, your next movie. Yeah, ninety six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Wait, I don't have Spy. You Ted, do, don't I? You both. And Terminator. Yep. Spy, Spy was too. your last pick. And it comes out in a oh, week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot all about it. comes that. out in a week or two. Early reviews are amazing. Really? Well, it's only like 20 reviews, but it's like at 96%. Jeez. <sighs> and I feel like it's most McCarthy. It's going to make money. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's over. I keep seeing more and more things about Mad Max. Like, I read an article the other day. They're like, there's no reason this movie should be amazing. And it is. <laughs> yeah. And also, Poltergeist came out. So Edgar's second movie, he's doing great with Pitch Perfect, too. Uh, Poltergeist made twenty-two and a half million over three days. Obviously, the Poltergeist, the thing he he thought that was his trump card. I don't know if (laughs) I can't remember if that was the one or not, but it's definitely gonna have a lower budget though. It's a horror movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Didn't think of that. Like, that, that was sort ways. of my angle on Ted. I figured it probably doesn't cost a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have my hard movie coming out, I think, next week or the week after uh, Insidious Chapter 3. I feel like I'm going to do better. I think that movie's going to do better than Poltergeist did. But time will tell. Yeah. Also, Aloft came out in theaters. Don't know what that's about. <laughs> On Redbox, next week we'll be viewing Inherent Vice, one of my most anticipated movies of 2014, six months later. (laughs) I'm excited to watch it again. Um, My first watch through wasn't, I I, I don't know, it wasn't a complete watch through. It sort of was like in and out. But I really liked the movie. I'll keep it at that. Yeah, it's PTA, probably my favorite director. Um... Love all his other movies. I've heard great things about this. I heard it's like... It's one that's not going to be immediate-like. Yeah. But people said that about The Master, too. And I pretty much love that right away. So... How I watched it was... I watched the beginning and sort of didn't know what was going on. And I just stopped watching it. Just wasn't in movie mode. And then the second time around, I was much more interested. But I can't remember why. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be a lot to talk about. It's a good cast. It's fucking Paul Thomas Anderson. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Um, and we'll be talking about our top five drug-related movies. As well as 
it's not exactly film club because it's not a classic or anything, but a film club segment will be Snow on the Bluff. I've seen this too. You have? Yeah. Found footage movie. Um, it's available on Netflix for anyone that wants to prepare for that review. So, also coming out, Seventh Son. This is uh, Jeff Bridges, star of classic RIPD fame, like I talked about in my um, mentions for worst movies. <laughs> Heard this one's pretty bad as well. And The Boy Next Door, the Jennifer Lopez erotic thriller. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I watched J-Lo. Good for her. Still looking good in her 40s. Yeah. Uh, as always, you can email us. Hey, you want to let us know what your least favorite movie of all time is? Or any movies that we said were bad that you thought were good? Any qualms, problems, anything, comments, questions you have for us, you can send our way. The Redbox Report at Yahoo.com or on Twitter at The Redbox Report. I'm personally on Twitter at The Oriole Report. And I'm on Twitter at the RBR Joel. Yeah, I saw you blowing shit up over there. Yeah, actually my phone was working pretty good on it the other day, so. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. It might be a dangerous thing, though. I sent four really angry Twitter tweets to Halo. <laughs> I might get blocked by them. Uh-oh. <laughs> Watch out. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Find us on Stitcher. And I'm on Letterboxd at the Airport. so, hey. As always. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye, doggy.